I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Well, happy Monday, everybody. You know what this week is, Jay? What week is this? The week of the Super Bowl 55 between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. 
That is right. 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 It is right. We're good. All right. Roll. Uh, As you can see, I am sporting my TB12. Last time, last time he went, the ninth time he went to the Super Bowl. Oh, look at that. Man, nice and authentic. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, so I had to this, this jersey I got uh, for the Super Bowl um, actually was, I have a Patriots jersey from Bleth from Brady when, from 2001. Um, uh, when he first came onto the scene and went to the Super Bowl against the Rams in awesome. Super Bowl 36, that's the last time I bought a Brady jersey. So I've had that jersey for forever. I've gotten a Steve Grogan jersey between then and now. Mm-hmm. I had a Terry jersey. I have uh, a Gronkowski jersey. So I kind of was telling Jen, I was like, I want to get a new Brady jersey. And if they go to the Super Bowl, I want, I'm buying a new Brady jersey. Nice. Uh, just because I want, I always like the patch. I always thought the patch on the jersey was like was so cool. Um, and so it's the last pretty jersey I have until I, you know, if they win, if the Bucks win, uh, you know, maybe I'll buy a, a Bucks one. That was actually earlier this year when the pandemic was ongoing and we got our first round of like stimulus checks. I kind of look at Jazz like, can I buy a? Yeah, hey, the cream, the creamsicle. Weren't you talking about that one too? Of all, well, colors? I was. Well, I was gonna because I was either gonna get a Patriots white, the the new white jersey, the Patriots, which I love. I love the new white yeah. Patriots jersey. Or I was gonna get a Brady jersey for Tampa Bay. And I like the white jerseys. I've always been a fan of white jerseys, maybe because I'm a Red Sox fan and I like those those like white classic clean, white man, jerseys. It's, yeah. yeah, super clean. Yeah, man. My friend goes, You have three children. How long is that gonna be white for? Oh, and yeah. I was like, I was like, facts. That is that that is some accurate ne- facts. Negative right negative three point five days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's gonna be very, very quickly. Yeah. So um so with that, you know, it is Super Bowl week. We are going to be talking a lot of Super Bowl uh, history, Super Bowls, our favorites. Uh, Patrick from the Loudest Sports show, show Ever will be joining us at a later time. He is currently on his way home to jump on his computer. Well, so he, he gets like like many people, like you're experiencing a northeast uh, a northeaster right now. Uh, some of our listeners are from other places, but uh, if you're hunkering down in the Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, or uh, Great New England area, yeah. The, the Massachusetts area, you're, you're getting hit with a pretty significant storm. Um, it's just starting up now, ramping up outside as I, as I look out my window. And uh, for all you listeners, you know, uh, we're going to we're gonna drop this pod later in the week. So hopefully you can cozy up and grab a cup of coffee you and, you well, know, later they, in the week. Well, they listen. should be watching us right they now. They should be. But, you yeah. know, maybe maybe uh, not like everyone has a lunch break where we can just do a podcast. So. <laughs> and, well, and, I was going to say, I mean, I mean, this is the third week in a row in which – yeah, yeah, which which will we, we will change eventually, but uh, you know, seeing that this is a Super Bowl, this is this we want to clear the deck and and have a good conversation about it, so that we're not. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, my kid could wake up in thirty minutes, and then I'm screwed. But you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll keep Hours it going, guys. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, with that, guys, the conversation is open. We are actually broadcasting on our Facebook page as well as the Dorkening's Facebook page uh, to see if we can get some extra watches and likes and stuff like that. So, welcome to all our the Dorkening followers. They are our uh, parent company. So, welcome on and all to the It's Go Time with Jay. And welcome, James. welcome. Yeah. So, Jay, the one question I want to start off with: you, Are you actually excited about this game? Because there's been some talk out there that if you're not a Kansas City fan and you're not a Bucks fan. And you're not an anti-Bill New England fan. This isn't an intriguing matchup because it's yeah, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. He's back again. You know, Kansas City's the defending champs against Tampa Bay, which yeah, it's Tom Brady. Like, okay, great. He's been here ten times in twenty years, twenty-one years, whatever the math is. You know what? You know, is this even like in a, a an appealing game? 
my question back, my question answering a question with a question is, well, is that due to a lot of the COVID surrounding the Super Bowl that you're not having the parties, you're not having the gatherings, the get-togethers, what have you? That could be a huge effect too on a lot of people's perception of the game. I mean, yeah, maybe it's the teams. It's it's a, it's the Florida team, Tampa Bay, not a strong reputation there. Kansas City, you know, back to back, whoop de doo. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some there's some pushback on the Kansas City, like kind of what happened to New England in the past, where in the first two years it was kind of like, oh, you know, good for them. Now it's kind of like, eh, eh. Maybe they're rubbing everyone the wrong way. I don't see it. Uh, I I think it's a great matchup. I think it's a great game. You know, even if you take Tom Brady out and it's Jameis Winston, I don't like. I don't care. It's the Super Bowl. Um, I've been probably watching the Super Bowl. I, I was looking back at the list, kind of prepping for the show. I mean, probably 22 good years that I can remember of watching. I mean, other yeah, than my that, my first I was, one was Super Bowl 30, and that was the Cowboys Steelers. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, 32 years, not 22. Yeah, back to 89, 90-ish is when I was really getting into the San Francisco. I was living in San Francisco or around there at the time of 88, 89, and then moved to Utah in the 90s. And just remember the Buffalo collapses over the last next four years, you know, in the early nineties. So that's where I really got, you know, gripped my teeth. Sorry, James. What were you saying? Oh, no, no. I was, I was just, no, I was just saying like, you know, with that, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, this, this rule, I mean, the, you're right. It, it maybe has a little bit of COVID. You're right. You're not getting the radio row. You're not getting the big parties. You're not getting the large crowds that are, you associate with the Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl, let me pronounce that. And even more so that like a lot of the advertisers are backing out this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not even going to get that, that feel of the, of the big game, you know, and the stadium's only going to have what they say, 17,000 fans or like 27,000 fans. So it's which, not even going to be, which is still pretty incredible. I mean, and I, I went on to look at tickets. They're still selling up in the nosebleeds for like six grand a seat. You know, it's, and people are paying people are, people are going to want to go, which is, uh, oh, I'm going to spend 6,000 and get COVID. Have a nice day. <laughs> exactly exactly uh i mean we'll see what happens like i said there's so far knock on wood there's been no outbreaks compared to any athletic event so far in the united states that's that that's been reported and i use that as reported because some states and organizations don't like to report numbers but like you know even the bills game the two games they had the buffalo there was no reports of any outbreaks or anything like that because of it uh you know, does does Tampa Bay being the home team do anything for you? They're playing in their own stadium. They are considered the home team for this Super Bowl. Does that do anything for you? Does it add any hype to the game? Does it change your? I believe of it? I, I think so, especially with let's let's start talking about this whole COVID situation. There's less fans, less just pageantry to this game this year, uh, and that they're home being comfortable and not having to travel, not having to be in a hotel, not being away from their families, whatever. Um, Cause if you had to travel, you're kind of like segregated to where you're at, staying where you are trying to be safe. Cause you, 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 or you're delaying your trip as much as possible. I'm not really sure what Kansas city's doing. Well, Kansas city's flying out two days before the Super Bowl, So they're, they're sure. literally treating like this, any other Sunday they've had this season. Right. Just, so you're not even having the media day. You're not having the week in Tampa Bay not, leading up to the and, game. And I think that's a benefit for them too on, on the other end. But uh, I think them being at home is, is, is kind of a big deal. Uh, I think Kansas city on paper, on paper is still a better team and you can see that in the um the way the line's going but uh i don't know there's a lot of comfort with having it right in your backyard and it's going to be warm weather it's going to be you know pretty decent for them so 
I think it's an advantage uh, on the Tampa Bay side for sure. But not for like crowd and stuff, because again, the Super Bowl is a very corporate game now. Like every stadium, every team gets tickets. It's a lot of corporate seats. Dude, and everyone, it doesn't matter, even if there's no fans. It's the hyped up, most televised, watched game. I mean, nobody wants to mess up. It's a huge it's a championship. People are going to be nervous. Players are going to be tight. Um, they're not going to be completely loose. You know, it's not just like a regular season game. So I think that element is there no matter what, because it's such a big stakes game. So you're going to see a lot of just kind of like slow drawn football, like the first quarter usually is. It's not going to be, and we're going to refer to this, I bet a lot in the show is that the last matchup they had where Kansas city just opened the gates and just started, you know, a 17 and no run that's not what's going to happen. And I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not listening to a bunch of an analysts out there, but I just don't see that. It's not how the Super Bowls really have come to be. It's going to be a slow drawn out game. Uh, if there's going to be a blowout, it's pretty, it's going to happen in third quarter. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I think it's going to happen after adjustments and then it's just going to, you know, carry on through the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm curious again, like you said, just the way it's going to be, um, you know, it, it's definitely, you know, if you told me, you know, I woke up out of a coma or I came back from the the snap or whatever like that. And they're like, oh, it's the week of the Super Bowl. I would never I could never tell. It's just yeah. like I said, it, it's not being hyped up, you know, as much as it normally is. And again, the, the current affairs doesn't help help it, uh, it as it not being, you know, uh you know, be on the front page. It, it, it's an election year. It's a uh, COVID year. Uh, there's basketball happened later. There's baseball. No one cares about basketball until uh, June. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's still things that are happening around the sport where it doesn't, like you said, doesn't. You'd wake up out of a coma and just not realize, oh my gosh, yeah, it is a Super Bowl coming up. But uh, I, I'm all geared up. Uh, I already got my menu picked out. Where I'm oh, what do you got up. going? Uh, we're going to go to Theodore's and I'm going to get some ribs and some wings. And oh, then, you wait. know, look at the, you ever since you've done that medicine, man, just carnivore it up. Yeah, man. And I, I, I don't even think I've tried ribs yet. I've had short rib stuff like that, but like the actual rack or something like that. So I'm pretty, so you gotta make your ribs, dude. Like I, I got, I gotta, I, I gotta take a point off you right there. Like you should be making your own wings or making your own ribs. Come on. When, when I've never done it before, I'm going to trust dude, the restaurant. That's the be- dude, I'm that's trusting the, the restaurant way. on this one. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of YouTube out there. Google it. That's how you learn it. You got to make it. You got to try. You got to experiment with it. I'll get there. I'll get there one of these days. Your phone's blowing up. What is that? Is that working? I don't even know. Yeah, probably. Hold on one second. No. Could it, could it be Patrick? No, it's somebody. No, I can wait. Any, uh, uh, but anyway, you know, I got the veggie platter, which I always uh, I'm going to bust out. Uh, and my favorite snack is the chip and dip onion dip with uh wavy oh, lays, man. I, right up, right on the top shelf. Right there. So I'm, I'm pretty day. excited. I got the menu all figured out and, and it's some of my favorites and uh, can't wait. So, I mean, we'll see how the day goes. Uh, kids, it's games at 630, right? Late. So the kids are probably going to get to bed after the first quarter. So I'll have most of the, most of the game with the uh, oh, yeah, no, I'll have, yeah, we'll have the kids and then they'll be bitching and moaning that there's football on. And I'm like, Ooh, there's nothing else on TV. Well, we'll I'll put the puppy bowl on for them for about 45 mm-hmm. minutes for them to just enjoy it. But yeah, no, like, you know, for, for, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I'm very invested. I have my take, my preseason take is on the line. Yeah, man. Um, but for me, like I said, I'm, I, I want, I want Tom Tampa Bay to win Tampa Bay. 
you know, Tom, I'm, I'm a Brady fan. Uh, at the end of the day, I love, you know, he's a great quarterback. And, you know, if he can do this when the seventh, you know, with this team, you know, because, you know, Tampa Bay is not going to be the same team next year. They're losing a bunch of pieces. That's already been confirmed. Like, you know, there's, just, you know, they're going to lose some free agency just because of the roster and how it's constructed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if Gronkowski can get his fourth and Brady can get his seventh, you know, it's going to, you know, be interesting. And let's see if, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, learn from their mistakes from the first time they played them. Like, that's a huge thing. They, you know, Kansas City kind of rolled in the second half of that game and they just couldn't keep up and see what Brady shows up. Uh, because is it going to be the Brady from the first half of the NFC Championship game that was dissecting, manipulative, took its time, made the passes that mattered, was smart with his deliberation, or is it going to be the second half of the NFC Championship game where Brady was just chucking the ball up, you know, to just wherever he could get it, he wasn't finding those open targets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like I said, so for you, what is the X factor in this game? What is that one intangible for each team that could push them over the edge for the hosting the Lombardi on Sunday night for Sunday night? All right. Well, I mean, did a little show prep and I think where I really want to concentrate is more of a, in the trenches. I think the Tampa Bay offensive line is, is, you know, a lot of talk is about Chris Jones and that, uh, the front line for the Kansas city chiefs. But I think that, uh, the Tampa Bay O-line is more and more, uh, superior. Uh, I think some of the players that they have, uh, are going to bode well against Chris Jones. And uh, I think down in the trenches, you're going to be missing uh, Kansas City on their O-line. You know, so if we go vice versa, right, their O-line is is hurt. You have Mitchell Schwartz, who's been out since week six, who's an all-pro um, right tackle. And now the left tackle, who tore his Achilles in the, le- in the AFC Championship game, he's out. And he's an all-pro left tackle, blindside. So now they're shifting their line all around on the KC side. And guess what? The Bucks defense hasn't played is 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 playing lights out right now. So that's going to be a tough. You know, Mahomes is not, is going to be taken off the spot. He has the ability and the talent to recover from that, but he's going to be pressured too. Uh, I I have a feeling that Chris Jones will also get up the middle on the KC side uh, through the Buccaneers line um and kind of and that's, and, and that's the way you just and that's the way you disrupt Brady is you got to yeah you don't, you don't come from the outside you got to blitz the middle. Yeah, but I mean, some of these guys, like I, I kind of just went into this on the on the O line. I mean, you got guys like six six three forty, six five three twenty, six four three zero seven, and another six four three nineteen. Uh, Ryan Jensen is one of the craziest motherfuckers on the O line in the NFL. I mean, if there's a bar fight, that guy's probably already, you know, taken out half the bar. And that guy is going to be helping out on Chris Jones. He's going to be chipping. He's going to be the one that's going to be barking out all the calls. And guess what? You have Tom Brady behind you telling telling what kind of line scheme that they want to happen on that run or on that pass protection. Where And they have Ronald Jones and Fournette, I think, is some of the best. I don't think their technique is as good, but their bodies are pretty impressive when it comes to picking up the blitz. They're going to throw their bodies at a linebacker, especially on Kansas City, that is kind of light in that position. So when you have a blitz coming or coming up the middle, or if you want to chip Chris uh, uh, Jones in the middle or on the ends, I, I think they just have a very versatile and big-bodied where you need it 
on the on on the offensive line, the tight ends. Don't forget about Gronk chipping down on a tight end, uh, you know, coming on the end, and then Bray, who's going to go out in pass coverage. So they're going to see a lot of sets where it's going to be two tight ends and Gronk just chipping. You got the running backs chipping. You got the center who's just going to be the you know the the uh, the captain of that line giving help where it needs to go uh, and very cohesive. And they got this rookie Tristan uh, Wirfs. I'm probably going to mess up his name, but he's an all pro rookie from Iowa. Who's just is, is Brady's uh, blind side. Watch him. He's like, he's, he's number 78. He's six foot five, three twenty. The guy is going to just, he's, there's a reason why Tom Brady's been upright all season. You know, like, yeah, he's 43 years old and, you know, his quick passing and some of his decision making or whatever, uh, that's going to come with age, but he's getting well protected. I mean, that's, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's the thing. And I think the offensive line on Tampa Bay is ranked fifth after the season ends and Kansas City's D is 22nd. So, I mean, it, the tail of the tape is, is going to be in the trenches. Uh, I feel uh, a lot of what happened in 2007 with the Patriots and the Giants is going to be kind of the story. I don't think it's the offense on the Patriots was so explosive, but they were minimal. You know, they were they were taken down a peg because of the defensive pass rush. And uh, I, 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 I could see that happening again. I could see an under uh, if we want to get into some bets later. I can see that happening. Um, and you know, again, Patrick Mahomes is in 100 percent. He's got a toe problem, too. So his line's beat up. He's got a toe problem. Um, but again, doesn't take away from his brain. Doesn't take away from his arm strength and his talent. So, uh, and the explosiveness on the offense. Uh, I think they are better, but marginally, because I still think the Tampa Bay's, uh, you know, special players like Evans and Godwin and Brayton, and Gronk and Fournette and Ronald Jones. I mean, it's just as good. You know, like there's a reason why these two teams are in the in the uh, in the championship game. So, well, that and Aaron Rodgers just choked. Yeah, but again, if you go back, and I'm sure they did a lot, but uh, it was it was kind of a close game. It really was. I mean, it wasn't like a it was closer than the score dictated. Yeah, it's it, you know, I mean, they lost by it was five points, and they chose to kick a field goal. I'm like, yep. okay, you know, like they they wanted the points. You know, if you if you know for all the stat nerds out there and all the analytic people. That was the right. That was the right play. It's just from our optics, from where we sit as a fan, they're idiots. But what the fuck do we know, right? So talking heads. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, for me, like I said, you know, you know, it's it's gonna come down to the defensive Tampa Bay's defense versus the Kansas City offense. Um, you know, are you gonna be able to contain Tyree Kelly? You're gonna be able to contain, um, Kelsey. Uh, I mean, youth. I mean, Buffalo had a you know, they had a mid, 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 you know, middle of the pack defense uh, going into that game against Kansas City uh, in the AFC Championship game. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay's defense has been playing very lights out lately. I mean, lights out to a point in which, you know, th- th- they're bending but not breaking when they need to. And they're coming up with huge plays. They're, been, they're very ball hawkish. Uh, they're going for the ball. They're punching it out. They're doing whatever they can to get those turnovers. Um, but for me, like I said, it's just – can you contain Hill? Can you contain Tyreek? Can you make, uh, can you, can, can you contain Kelsey? You know, a lot of stuff I was watching some of the highlights of the, you know, some of the highlights from the last season, there's plays where Kelsey's just going a little up and out the old Gronk move. He goes to the top line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. right around and there's no one around him for 10 yards. Like, 
what yeah because because you have a qb spy watching mahomes so he doesn't run out of the pocket i get it but like but then he'll catch the ball and run for 15 yards so his yak yards after the catch um are ridiculous in some of those games and he'll you know he'll just burn you he'll just you know run you know outrun the defensive backs and out like stamina wise them. So, I mean, if, if the defense can, com- you know, can control those two players, not to have the games they had in the AFC championship game, but, you know, kind of put a little pressure on them, you know, you know, you might have to, you know, have somebody come up and hit, you know, you know, uh, Kelsey coming off the line, someone, you know, Hill, you got to do what the Patriots do put one mm-hmm. guy on him and drop a safety above him. Like that's the best way to defend him. You know, that's why he doesn't, he doesn't go off against the Patriots anymore because Belichick's like McCordy, you're on him. And then, you know, JC Jackson, you're on him as well. You kind of double team him, but like you have someone shadowing him um, because Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, you know, 80, like we said, last episode, two episodes, 80% of Patrick Mahomes is better than 90% of the quarterbacks out there. Um, and well, and play- I guess I, I guess I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I, I guess I'm kind of curious that, it, you know, if um, Devin White is going to shadow some of Kelsey when he, for some zone coverage that Todd Bowles likes to do based on his speed and just his, he's, he's just a playmaker and, you know, he will be able to keep up that yak would be reduced if you had a guy like that hawking him because what Devin White had to do against the Saints was ball hawk Kamara, and he was a non-factor, but it was a running back. So it kind of made sense. He kind of clogged the middle, made sure that that didn't happen. But this guy now has to come out of the flats, kind of like kind of go in coverage, which with his speed, he can do. And I think with his ability, he can do. But now you're exposed in the middle. Now you're going to have more like a Devin, a Damien Williams or the Clyde Hilaire. Yeah. Be a little bit more like, oh, wow, this is, this is a new option for us. So if you want to neutralize Kelsey, you know, you got a linebacking core that can do that. Like you said, chip, knock him off his route so that the safety can come up or the nickel or whoever they put in there. That's a little bit more big body and speed who know to coverage better, but you slow him down a little bit. Uh, will there be a lot of pockets? Probably because you have a hell of a receiver that's going to be double teamed. So, uh, I mean, again, if you go back to the game that happened on week 12, the guy went off. The guy had like 230 yards, 13 catches. Oh, trust, in- that helped me was- with that game for my playoff p- push in the fantasy. Yeah, so it, it was pretty amazing what happened, but it's like I felt like it was all neutralized in the second half. That was all first half numbers. Oh, yeah. So whatever well, it also they depends did- too. And again, you 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 have I always take when you have blowout games like that or like so so offensive was a they just changed their offensive game plan to kind of you know. Because they knew that the the second half, you know, adjustments are going to be like stop Hill. You know, let's you know put the ball somewhere else. Yeah, but it's so, not like they went crazy with the rushing numbers. They still only rushed for like eighty yards that game, Casey. So it's not like they just handed the ball off and they just like killed clock. Um, clock was pretty evenly distributed in that game. Uh, and same thing with the Bucks. They started passing all the time, and you know that's where Brady thrives. Like you're like. Let's go back to Super Bowl against Atlanta. I mean, it same story. Like if you get that far ahead and you start laying back, Brady's going to pick you apart. And oh yeah, hundred percent. So, I mean, for for me, you know, everybody's the tail of the tape. You know, Brady v Mahomes, and I really think those two players are not like the main focus. Like you said, you brought up the offensive line. I brought up you know Tampa Bay's defense against you know the, the offense of Kansas City. Um, 
you know, for me, for Brady, especially, um, you know, for him, it's just, you've been here before. We know you've been here before. Uh, if you saw on our stat, I, we showed you earlier this week, you know, he's been in 18% of the Super Bowls played and since he's been in the league, he's played in half of them. Uh, 49% I'm rounding up for the easy fucking math. Um, so, you know, w- does his presence, him and Gronkowski's presence in the locker room leading up to this game help with the nerves and the excitement of Tampa Bay and a lot of these rookies who've never been here? You know, you know, they're hearing it from the news. This is it's at home. They're playing great. This, you know, all this stuff is Brady in there in the, in these in the, some of these meetings. Be like, guys, relax, calm down. Let's just play our game. You know, is he helping tamp some of that excitement in the locker room so they could play with a sane head? Because Kansas City's been here. They were here last year. You know, so so they they know the spectacle of the Super Bowl. Uh, so to first. You know, quick response is uh, yes and no. I think Brady is probably not doing a lot of that. And the reason for that is they want, he probably wants them to kind of enjoy this time. Go ahead and listen, whatever, do do what you got to do. I think what's really going to be where he's going to have his presence is when they go into halftime and make those adjustments and the scores either way. The year, that's going to be the balance. That's when he needs to start, get on that that pedestal as a captain and, and, and Gronk. Watch the game flow. Watch how he's on the sidelines. Watch what how he's talking, what his posture is like, body language. Those are going to be the things that are going to make the rest of the players calm. Beforehand, who gives a fuck? It's a Super Bowl. Get excited. Get nervous. It's 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 huge. For a, Some of those players will never make it again. So I don't think he's going to get in their heads early on. Bruce Arians, first time, you know, as a head coach. You know, this he's up for a Super Bowl. He has two as an assistant. So this is kind of a big deal for him. So he needs to, you know, he's learned how to prepare through other coaching staff, you know, being part of another coaching staff. So that's going to be good. So let the coach do what he's got to do with the players. You know, uh, as far as Brady and Gronk, I think it's going to be through the game. That calm down, keep, keep your composure. That 60 minutes is when you're going to see the leadership. You're going to see the way that they direct the players when they go into halftime, whether they're down by 20 or up by 20. Well, so, so about that and good, 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 Fucking segue. Thank you. You're reading my mind. So Chris Long in the uh, on Radio Row a couple of years ago with uh, with 98.5, he said him saying this first of all, his first of all was Super Bowl 51. We all know what happened. Mm-hmm. He came in. They were down, whatever. And he was nervous. He was upset. He had his head down. And McCordy came over and was like, guys, don't worry about it. We have Tom Brady. Like, don't like got like relax, like deep breath. Relax. We, we, we got Tom Brady over there. So like. And you're right. That's what's going to happen is they might be down 10 points, 13 points, three points. They might be up. But at the same time, you you have like Gronkowski in there being mm-hmm. like being that role, being like, guys, he like could, he could come in and make worry. him laugh. You know, yeah. he might be the guys, comedy relief. Full. Don't yeah. worry about it. Think you about know. the party we're going to have afterwards, yeah. guys. You know, like light, light in the mood. Then Brady's going to get in and be like, so, hey, remember Atlanta? Everyone in that room remembers Atlanta. So guess what? You got that guy on your side. And if I were that Tampa Bay team, I'd just be like, all right, let's get let's to go. work. Let's yep, get to let's work. Do it. So let's play our game. I don't think he, go. you know, to answer your question initially, I don't think he's doing a lot of that yay or raw shit in the beginning. I think it's going to happen during the game and watch his body language, watch him on the sideline, watch how calm, cool, collective. I mean, he's going to be like a cucumber out there, man. He's going to be the chillest guy on that field. I don't care who Patrick Mahomes is. Tyreek, I don't care any of those guys. They ain't as cool as Tom Brady. 
So, uh, so one of the next questions I was having. So, if Tom Brady wins, it's a seventh championship. At that point in time, you know he's he's been considered the greatest of all time in NFL since he won. I think is, I think after he beat Atlanta, I think when mm-hmm. he came back from that deficit, led the team, won his fifth. You know, kind of you know cemented the second half of the dynasty for the Patriots. If he wins his seventh Super Bowl, first one with another team in a different conference, can you start? He's the greatest of all time in NFL. Does he now start entering the greatest of all time in sports on the lights of Tiger Woods, you know, Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, some of these other legendary sports icons? Yeah. So, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. I don't want to, you know, I, I listened to some podcasts as well. And last week, Ryan Rossillo uh, had a really good conversation about think about our kids 20 years from now going to ask us about Tom Brady and by how the hell did this guy go to 10 Super Bowls win six or seven of them doesn't matter at this point it's pretty fucking amazing it you, you are on those numbers of Tiger I don't think Tiger's going to get over that plateau either but we got to see him too in his prime and it was pretty amazing so I I 100% agree that he should be and if he's not it's just because of the fatigue of what's happening today uh just the Tom Brady fatigue, the Patriots fatigue. But 20 years from now, people should be looking back at this time and saying, oh, I can't believe it. I, I just, uh, It's unbelievable. And that's what a lot of an analysts are saying. Again, it's not my take, but it, it makes total sense. We should be looking back at this. We are not appreciating it for now, and we should be. I know you have. Look at your jersey. I, I love Tom, and I, I love the fact – I relish in this. But guess what? The fact that my team isn't in it, makes me this much more invested into this game because if the Patriots had Tom Brady and get blown out or not even make it because of Patrick, what, you know what I'm trying to say? I'd be more devastated. Tom loses. I don't, that's just a legacy thing. It doesn't matter to me. So he's already there to me. You know, so it doesn't for him. I think he's kind of the same way, but I think he wants it for his team. He's such, and that's where I think he doesn't get enough press about, and maybe he does. I'm not sure, but he's such a good teammate and I, I think he just wants this for his team. He wants it for Bruce Arians. He loves the decision he made. And I think it's the right one. And yeah, I think he's just very happy to get uh, these other players that haven't experienced this. And, and now he just wants, Hey man, show up. I will. And he has been, so it's, it's uh, I don't think it will ever be tarnished. And I think 20 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, I don't know how the fuck he did that. Oh yeah. No, it's definitely somewhere like you sit there and you're in your list. Like, dude, like, where is this coming from? Like, this is, unbelievably like this is ridiculous like to a point where he's it was a sixth round draft pick you know and he just keeps fucking winning like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's exactly what it is he just keeps winning um all right yeah so like i said it's just you know and then even more if i think if mahomes wins it's much more. He's just continuing his legacy. He's building. Yeah, it's like, which would also be great because you literally are going to see a torch being passed and a guy going back to back and has the same trajectory that he could have too, uh, as long as he stays healthy. And uh, I still don't think Andrew Reed's uh, built Belichick by any means, but uh, for the team that they have right now, I mean, could they squeak out another one? I don't know. 
Like, I, I don't know their contract situations. I'm sure Kelsey's they're pretty, be there. they're pretty good for a couple of years. They, they've kind of, their team is pretty much solidified. But again, here comes the thing. You went to Super Bowls, now players who got paid less or took discounts are now looking around being like, I just want And they, are, they already started doing that. I mean, that's, I mean, part of the conversation that, you know, I kind of, uh, I buried the lead here is that the defense, the O-line, I'm sorry, the defensive ranking for Kansas City is actually down, not significantly, but down a couple spots from the year before. So, and that's kind of a big deal. Like Kansas City defense, if you don't remember, I mean, I only remember this because of fantasy football. Two, three years ago, they were one of the best defenses in the league. Just talk about speed and and, and uh, quickness and and just the ability well, on Eric that. Barry helped, Eric Berry helped a lot with that. You know, right. So, I mean, we're, we're going back a few years, but they were dominant. And then yep. they kind of got away from that and more focused on offense. And the offense started going on a huge trajectory of a lot of numbers. Uh, but again, if you go back to the last Super Bowl, um, the defense is just not as good. And I think Tampa Bay's offense, I don't know how they rank against the San Francisco offense from last year. And I hate, you know, we can only go back in history just because that's all we can go back on. But uh, I think Tampa Bay's better. <laughs> so I, I mean, maybe not statistically, but the way that they're playing right now, the what I've seen, and I've seen, I've seen a lot more games at Tampa Bay uh, than San Francisco ever, just because they're a West Coast team. Oh yeah, no. And like I said, and also the whole thing with them is, um, Tampa Bay is also a uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan can't keep a lead to save his life. So, mm-hmm. um, but with that, so we're going to take a quick little detour on our Super Bowl talk because there was an, an unbelievable pre Super Bowl trade that happened oh, okay. on Saturday night, um, in which Matthew Stafford was traded to Los Angeles for golf, two first round picks, and a third round pick. Wow. For Matthew Stafford, 12-year veteran and 0-2 in the playoffs to go to Los Angeles for golf. Way to go, Detroit. Way to go. I mean, good for I you mean, guys. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the question is now, and then now you're getting reports that Stafford went to the Lions and says, I don't want to go anywhere. I'll go anywhere but New England. Hmm. That must not taste good for anybody in New England, just to, to it, it makes a hundred percent of sense because they don't have a very good receiving core. The guy and, and or Stafford, or, Stafford is a stat guy. Like and, also Staff, in and Stafford also hates Patricia, and he doesn't. He that was one of the reasons is because Patricia's back on the staff, and he just he never got along with him. So, like I said, so does who is the winner in in, in this trade? Is it Los Angeles getting Stafford? Or is it Detroit getting golf in the picks? Uh, I'm going to say Detroit just because of the picks. Because um, I don't, I, Stafford, I don't know, I think it really moves the dial for anybody, in my opinion. I mean, um, I think they're going to have another chance to go for another uh, NFC championship run, maybe a Super Bowl run with Stafford in the next year or two. Um, but I think Detroit just has now a little bit more stock, a little bit more uh, future. And I think in the long run, Stafford is still, what, 32? How, how old is he? 32, 34, maybe? Like he's, yeah, I think he's like 30, 32. Yeah, he's 12 years in the league. So, yeah. so 34. He's, he's, he's probably he's, in, in between there. 32, 34, whatever. I think 
yeah, it's going to be great for the short term. But as far as long term, I feel like Rams are kind of fleecing, not fleecing themselves, but just kind of releasing some picks to get get a better quarterback. I mean, Goff. Goff probably won't even start for Detroit anyway. I think Detroit's probably going to go with a quarterback in the draft and and kind of get him going and uh, have a little bit of, you know, I think Goff's going to see his last days, in, in my opinion. Like, I don't think he's going to go to Detroit and turn into a playoff team. I don't think that's what they expect either. I think I think for everybody, it, it, it kind of worked out, but the future is better for Detroit. Yeah, and, and I'm now I'm curious if Stafford got that. What the hell is Deshaun Watson going to get? Oh, three first rounders. I mean, I, I, I still, I still think that because and it, it's got to be. And if it's the Jets, and and I, I kind of hope that for my, Dar- you got, you got to send Darnell with him. What was that? You got to either got to send up, you got to send Dar- Darnold with him with those picks, or you got to release him. Yeah, I would. You have to send him and the picks. Yeah, I think Darnold and three first rounders, and I don't, and I think they need to hold on. I mean, I don't know how many first rounders they got, but shit, they got to hold on to that second pick though. Yeah, they, because, yeah, they got two Watson, Watson, you know, so if Watson does go there, then it's definitely Devontae Smith from Alabama going to the Jets, and that's going to be fucking insane. Talk about fantasy value there, but I don't know yeah, about the, wins, the, but yeah, gonna gonna the, Jets, gonna put, the Jets are still the Jets at the end of the day. Yeah, so. there's going to be a lot of junk time there for sure for whoever. So. All right, all right. Yeah, so with that, uh, like I said, that was pretty breaking news. It kind of definitely changes a little bit in the NFC. You know, I think Los Angeles is now the team to beat in out West um, just because, you know, especially, the, you know, there's talk of God. They, they, they may not even be the best team in L.A., even with Stafford. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's you know, San Diego is still think, San Diego. No. I, think, I think the Chargers are uh, with Herbert. I think they have a great foundation. They still have Keenan Allen, um, and they, you know, they're – I think I think they're going to be okay because they, they were missing a lot of their defensive player. You know, like uh, they had a lot of injuries on that defense, and their defense used to be a top five for the last few years. So, um, I think I'd be wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Chargers uh, gain a couple wins next year. Anyway, sorry. No, we, no, we'll see. Like I said, I still I still think you know I think the Rams are. Um, I, I I think because like I said, they got a bunch of cap room, and also they got the big thing too for me. The Rams is they got out from underneath Goff's contract. Uh, because he wasn't the guy. Right. He wasn't the guy. They they had to make that move, and I think they got a good quarterback. And I think with the uh, oh, what's who's the coach out there? The young guy, McVay. McVay. Yeah, I think he's going to have a field day with. Just, talk. <laughs> it's going to be like. Well, uh, I also think. I also think McVay will be better because he won't be in the ear of golf the whole time. He actually cannot have to. That was the whole thing. With, remember that with that was coming out, especially in the Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl thirty fifty three, was he? He was constantly in golf's ear, constantly in golf's ear, like always there, always telling him what to do, telling him the readout, all that stuff. So maybe not having to do that, that will make that offense be a little bit more productive. We'll see. Like I said, but Detroit and Los Angeles play this year or this coming next season. So who knows what we'll see. So, uh, all right. So let's transition back into the Super Bowl talk. One sure. of the questions that I thought was very interesting, and I think this comes up every Super Bowl, is the logo. Mm-hmm. I know it's a superficial thing, but like even look at like the one from Super Bowl, you know, 53. Mm-hmm. This is like the generic logo now. Is very much, you know, just L and then the Super Bowl, the body and then the numbers. Mm-hmm. And it really hasn't changed since then. But remember when, like, they had, like, fun logos? 
you know, to look back at the Patriots ones, the one with like the space one for Houston, and then you had the American oh, one. Yeah. The, like they actually had like personality to it, not very much like this very generic branded. Making it more logo. prestige, where the other one was more cartoonish. Well, not even cartoonish. I always thought that it like even like it gave like more of like levity to the game. Like this just seems very sterile. Mm-hmm. Like that's the NFL. Yeah, I mean, but but like it's very corporate. That's the like I, that, that like I remember was Super Bowl uh, was it forty five? It was XL and it was like big letter letters because like extra large, and like this whole thing. And I was like, oh, that's a that's pretty cool. But like Super Bowl thirty nine was the longest Super Bowl n- numerically you could have, because you know after you get in the forties, it's just uh, whatever it is, blank V, whatever it is, yeah, uh, or a blank L or something like that. Um, so I always thought that was like very interesting and I always like the artistic like interpretation of those logos. Is that something like as a fan, I know again, this is more of a fan question when you, if you know, you see the logo on the field or even you see on like merchandise and stuff like that. Does that like do anything for you? Like get excited. Cause I know like you see like the NBA finals, the, I would say the Stanley cup and the NBA finals always have the generic logos. Those are very mm-hmm. much generic but like Major League Baseball, the World Series logo changes and the postseason logo changes. And so so for the NFL, would you want the end? Would you want the NFL to kind of go back to its little bit more unique logos for the, each Super Bowl instead of kind of like the genericness that we see? Yeah, see, now I kind of pulled it up uh, as you were talking, looking at some of the logos from 1966. And you're right, the last two years have been exactly what you described. I think the 50th anniversary one was pretty cool. Um, well, yeah, because if not, it'd be Super Bowl L. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that was, it, it was a five to zero, right? Yeah, so it was a five to zero with a Lombardi in the middle. Uh, but then, like you said, you go back and it's just a lot of, the last one that had so much character to it was, what well, I think, XL, X that was what year? well i think it was the um, yeah 39 oh. i think it's the one you're you were just saying right no no 49 49, uh, yeah, 49, was, 49. No, 49 it, was the- it was super blocky cart- it looked cartoonish you know like and most of these other ones yeah are very colorful like yeah i'm remembering <laughs> now all these logos as i'm looking at them like yeah they were fun and I don't know. Like you said, I think they're just getting more adult with it. I guess, or just very like sterile. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the other ones were fun. It was like cartoonish. You could put them on a jacket and it's like, that's all you needed was that logo and everyone knew. Right. Well, I mean, like you see, even if you look at like the, the, the banners for Gillette, for um, that Gillette, mm-hmm. your first half of the dynasty, you have these colorful, like lovely things. And then you go to the, the last three. It's very like that corporate like logo scheme. And I'm like, come on, like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So 100 percent agree. I think they can get more creative, more fun with it. Yes, I, I would. Yeah. I would welcome that change for sure. I like I like where it's at. But at some point we need to keep adapting. Always adapt. Adapt or die. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. All right. So with that, what we're going to do now is we're going to do our prop bets. How about that? Yeah. How yeah. I got my, sheet, I got my sheet in front of me. I, I don't think we have to go through every single one, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, all right. So let me pull it up. I'm actually going to show it on my screen for everybody to see. Here we go. Come on. There we go. Show on screen. There we go. Look at this technology at its finest. Mm. All right. So, 
let's just start out some of the some of the some of the simple ones, which yep. I was like, um, is the suit national anthem would be under under or over two minutes? Over, isn't it? Isn't it always over? Lady Gaga's was under, and everybody thought she was going to pull a Whitney Houston. Who? Who? When Lady Gaga did it a couple years ago, mm. they thought she was going to be the new Whitney Houston, and she was actually she was under. So who who is is it Jasmine or Yasmin? Yasmin Smith and Eric Church. Eric Church is a country guy. I, I know who know. Eric. I've been to his concert before. He's great. So I I'm just curious who the other person is. Yeah. I tried looking him up and trying to figure it out. I'm like I don't know that I'm. I feel feeling my age right now. I don't know who the hell this person is. All right. So heads or tails, coin flip. Uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain heads. Okay, and then who's gonna win the coin flip? Kansas City. Okay, all right, all right, that's good. Okay, who's gonna get the first touchdown? Like player? No, with team. Team. Tampa Bay. Okay, uh, who's gonna get the first turnover? Like who's who, like, who who's gonna turn it over first? Okay, Tampa Bay. <laughs> 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 I, I, I wanted to make sure I was right on that. I was like, I don't think it was gonna be Kansas City turn it over first. That's all. Okay, alrighty. Okay. Will there be a two point conversion attempt? Yes. Okay. All right. Will will Kansas City be leading at halftime? No. Okay. Alrighty. Will either will either team score three straight times? Yeah, I saw that in there. Uh, three straight times, like consecutively, or like back to back, like. Back and forth. I think it's if you have the ball, it's three straight times. They're, they're... Yeah, I could see Kansas City doing that all day. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> and I would, I'd put it on Kansas City. Okay. They have that. They have that power in them. So, yeah. I mean, watch, watch any game this season. They, they, they seem to start slow too. I think all my answers are kind of based on what I've kind of seen by them. Right? They kind of start slow. They kind of been playing a lot of close games coming out at the end, and and they just can dump. 14 points in three minutes if they wanted to. And it's, it's ridiculous. So that's, okay. that's, that's a good recipe for that. Yep. Will there be points scored in the final one minute of the game? Oh, that's a great one. Yes. Okay. So, so these are then going into game points. Will it be over or under 10.5 points in the first quarter? Over 10? Yes. Okay, what about uh, for going into the halftime, will the combined points be over 17? No. Okay, going into the third, uh, with third quarter, will there be... That's weird. I don't like that. Never mind. Oh, as I was saying, so in the third quarter, will there be... In the third quarter itself, will there be more than 10 points scored? Yes. In the fourth quarter, just the fourth quarter, will there be more than more or less than fourteen points scored? Less. 
Okay. All righty. Here we go. All right. So, and we'll finish off with some other stuff. Will there be a beverage or snack brand before an auto brand for the commercials? Yes. Will Will the Coming to America trailer appear before halftime? I see that. Uh, no. Okay. And will a Pringles ad before a Doritos ad? Absolutely not. Okay. Pringles? What the fuck? Come on. <laughs> I saw some of these and I was like, what the hell? All right. Will there be... This is they one even I have ads? I, I, yeah. like, well, 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 here's a question I wrote down specifically for this. Hold on one second. All right. Where is it? Will there be some sort of advertisement in which you're like, what the hell are they advertising? And or a company you've never seen. Yes, 100%. Like E-Trade or any insurance company, I'm always flustered by what what was that? Um, always, always, every year, yeah. Or you're that one commercial they only advertise during the Super Bowl? Yeah, they spend all their money. That's their that's their budget. Like that one point five million dollars for thirty seconds of ad space. All right. And the color of the Gatorade dumped on the winning coach. Clear. So it's just gonna be water. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you're gonna do it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. If Bruce, right. if Bruce Arians wins, he's gonna get dumped on. All right. So this this brings us to our final final questions. The last three questions, two questions of the game of the show. All right. Hold a. Who do you have, and why? Uh, Buccaneers, as I outlined their uh, O line and D line, I think it's just better, and I think it's going to be won and lost in the trenches. And what's your score? Hmm. 3128. Okay. And your MVP. God. When's the last time a defensive player won an MVP? I think last time a base. No, uh Von Miller, Super Bowl 50. Okay. Um Yeah, because Paint Manny was awful, right? In that game. So well, the defense else. on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I, I have a feeling it could be the same way and, you know, maybe a big pick or a big, you know, I'm going to go to the the old head on that D, Levante David. I think he's going right. to do something special. So I have, I got to stick to my guns. I have Kansas City winning. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just, I've picked him in the first thing. I, I'm going to live or die by that pick. Um so for me, I have Kansas City. I have them winning 28 21. Um, you know, again, I think Patrick Mahomes is sick. I think Tampa Bay is going to be better than they were the first time they matched, they played. But like we, we talked about prior, is I just see them just scoring almost on every, every, every opportunity they have the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come down to who has the ball. If, if Kansas City is up by 10, you know, going into that last couple of drives, I just think it's going to be game over because like I said, they can control the clock when they need to, but they also can score within 45 seconds. So, uh, and then for me, the MVP is going to be, I think it's going to be either uh, Kelsey or Hill um, and kind of go from there. So 
Yeah, I would go with Kelsey just because, like you mentioned it earlier in the show, that he's going to find a lot of those like dump off spots, and I think he's just going to find pockets, catch like twenty, twelve balls, and for one hundred and fifty yards and a touchdown, and that those numbers are pretty, pretty sick. And I think those are a lot of moving chains. And uh, you know, I, 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 if there was, if I wanted to bet, I think I'd do that. But I think I'm just going to stick to my guns and go against the grain and choose a defensive player and the Bucks. So there you go. All <laughs> right. So you heard it here from it's go time, the go time official Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me write that down so I can actually put it on the website. How about that? So we actually can yeah. put, get legit. Put, so in our, put, our next show, when we talk about it, we can refer to it. Right. Cause I, I, I just, we just went through that whole like scenario of all the uh, prop bets and uh, I don't remember any of them. So I'm gonna have to like so, listen back to the show and be like, wait, what did I say? And what was your final score again? 3128, Tampa Bay. Okay. I think I did call that uh there would be a last minute score. Yep. So there you go. Could be a field goal for all we know. So with that, ladies, what are it's you gonna say? be an interception by Levante David bringing it to the five yard to kill clock and kick a last second field goal. That's what's gonna happen. Now I'm not giving it to Brady. I'm not, I'm not gonna jump on his, uh, you know, bandwagon. Well, I'm not, I'm on the wagon, been on the wagon. <laughs> like I've not, I've, I've been on it from ni- since 1998. So, well, go Wolverines. Go. <laughs> Wolverines. All right. So you know what would be fantastic? At long, long night of drinking, eating. What's the best way do you think we can wake up? Ooh, did you did everyone just see that happen? Where am I going? Over here? Yeah. Did you, you see go. that? It changed. Uh so what I would probably do, well, I actually I still have it in my cabinet, to be honest with you. I got some deadly grounds. I still got the pumpkin spice in my uh cabinet. So I, you know what? I think just once the Buccaneers win, you know what I'm gonna do as a celebratory treat for myself? I'm gonna bust open that bag of deadly grounds, pumpkin spice coffee, and jam out to a ESPN montage of Tom Brady's career and seventh Super Bowl and enjoy a nice daily grounds coffee. Ooh, there you go. Amen. That's that sounds like it's a it's a good time right there. But I'm yeah with that the future here. I'm I'm just giving it all. You know like are you telling me that Deadly Grounds coffee gives you the power to predict the future? Uh yeah, for sure. I mean I it's on my side right now. And now now if they don't win, I'm probably still gonna have that coffee. <laughs> So regardless, 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 of that. regardless, it's still my Super Bowl or oh Super Cup. You're fantastic. All right. So with that, like you said, go to getdeadly.com for all your coffee needs. They are the official sponsor of It's Go Time with Jay and James, along with the Dorkening Podcast Network. We thank and, you, and people. And, and we did lose out on our guest today, Patrick, if you're going to listen to our show. Jesus Christ, Patrick, I'm going to stop yeah. advertising you, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, better bring, you better bring it on your Friday show. I, you know, I, I do listen to you guys, so you better bring it. Bring it hard. Bring it heavy. I sat there. I was like, dude, we good for today? We good for tomorrow? We're good for Monday? Three confirmed. Yes, yes, yes. He did say he had to pick up his uh, – he had to pick up somebody today, uh, Ash, uh, today from work. So I know I don't know what the weather Bunch roads are. Bunch of malarkey. Bunch of malarkey. But, you know, like I said, he did try to get on. I, I do have photographic proof in which he tried to log on and uh, we just couldn't. Um, holy shit. What's up? 
What a, Dustin what a, Diamonds died today. Wow, Screech. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Man. We never break news on the show. Oh man, that's that's tough. How is it? I don't know. It just says I just got a CNN breaking news. It's probably COVID related. Ooh. Cancer. What? Dustin Diamonds, who played the role of Screech on the popular 90s high school comics, died Monday after a recent cancer diagnosis, according to Diamonds manager Roger Paul. He was 44. Oh, man. Rest in peace, man. Screech. R.I.P. Yeah, many, 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 many good memories. Saved by the bell. Uh, Before he turned into a dick. I think he was always a dick. I think. Yeah. So with that, everybody have a wonderful, um, Patrick goes, are you guys still going? Um, no, Patrick, <laughs> we are actually wrapping it up now, right now. now. We're just, now we're just, yeah. Talking about yeah, you so, and how you didn't show yeah. up on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, check us out at it's go time, uh, uh, on the podcast, on Spotify, on iTunes, you know what you can do better. Tell your friends, tell your friends you found this awesome podcast yeah. which they talk about sports uh, and other random stuff. Uh, check it out. We're on where podcasts are found. Share our page. Do all that fun stuff coming up. Me and Jay are constantly trying to work on some new ideas and show ideas and thoughts to kind of make the show a lot better uh, for us, the listeners, uh, and get people engaged. We have 61 followers on Facebook. I would love to get 100 to 100. At least that way we can start pumping it out. So if you know somebody who wants a quick listen in the car ride, you know, our shows aren't that long. Now that we're recording them live, they are getting a little bit longer, but I don't mind. We're actually talking and it's more of a conversation. And, uh, you know, from there, that's where we're going to end it. Jay, anything else for our, our wonderful, adoring fans? Yeah, uh, like James mentioned, we're going to have a lot of fun shows coming and coming forward. You know, football's ending, playoffs are over, Super Bowl's going to end. Uh, so come next week, we're probably going to have a nice lineup of, of more fun activities because now we're in the dog days of uh, basketball, hockey. You know, we'll, we'll be talking about that stuff and baseball. Who knows where that's going to be playing or coming into effect. But we'll always have some sports banter for sure, but we're going to, we're going to obviously pivot into some more entertainment. Uh, we're going to talk about some WandaVision. I think James and I have been having a lot of discussion about that. Uh, we really enjoy that lack show. Of, lack of discussion because I actually want to hear your stuff. So we're not, we're trying, we're doing our best not to talk about the stuff we want to talk about prior because we actually end up having conversations <laughs> about what we're talking about. Oh, we do that all the time. Yeah. We get off the show and then we go on for 15 minutes about what we're going to say. And it's just like, all right, you know, let, let's just save it for the show. Exactly. Uh, and we're going to do other fun things. I'm sure we'll, you know, there's tons of good stuff coming out on disney plus netflix is always having new movies so we're we're, we're just going to get into the entertainment world for sure you know 50 50 split of shows and you know get some updates of sports what's happening and uh kind of lead up to the nfl draft which will be a lot of fun because a lot of draft picks are getting traded or moved around uh there's still a lot like watson so it yeah we'll, we'll still go a lot of sports but guess what we're gonna 50 50 get some fun entertaining uh, stuff for every for all of our listeners to, to kind of join in more guests hopefully and fun shows for everybody 100 so with that guys have a wonderful rest of your week stay dry stay safe all that stuff and i will talk to you guys later